This episode of Choice Words is brought to you by Maker's Mark. You may not know that Maker's Mark co-founder Margie Samuels was the designer and genius behind the original label. It's Women's History Month, so I would like to shout out another amazing woman I admire, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who hosts the show Wiser Than Me, also here on the Lemonada Network. I am honored to be a part of a community of strong women, and I want to pass it on. I got a fun, personalized label bottle from Maker's Mark. Cheers to you, Margie, and cheers to you, Julia. This month, order a free label and let a spirited woman in your life know just how special she is to you. Head to makersmark.com slash personalize. Maker's Mark makes their bourbon carefully, so please enjoy it that way. Maker's Mark Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 45% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2024 Maker's Mark Distillery Incorporated, Loretto, Kentucky. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases with no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Lemonada. Hey, Stitcher Premium subscriber, it's me, Sam B. Welcome to Full Release. Hopefully you'll experience one by the end of this. On this special episode, I'm going to answer some questions from my nosy, oh, and yet loyal listeners and put my considerable knowledge to the test here. So get ready to be wowed. Wowed. <laughs> I'm joined by my producers, Adam Howard and Svea Baron-Reinstein, who have combed through your questions to pick the best ones for me to struggle to answer and struggle I shall. Okay, podcast gals, what have you got? Uh, who helps the kids more with their schoolwork, you or Jason? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we both we both help them to the extent that we can. We actually, there's a lot that we can't help them with now um, because they learn they are learning math completely differently from how we learned it. I mean we learned math in such an iron fist way. That's like, just get to the fucking, just get to the answer. You need the correct answer. And uh, now they learn so much more about process and they learn like, it's all, it's all process now. I mean, you want to get to the correct answer, but it, like you have to show your work along the way so that it's, so that you have a deep understanding. So we don't know how to do that. We actually don't know how to show our work. We're like, I don't know. Seven times 11 is just 77. What do you, you mean? You tell me. You tell me. It's like, it just is. Yeah. <laughs> so we're very useless in terms of, we're very, very useless. We cannot help them with math. But we'll, we help them help themselves in math, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And uh, we, I don't know, we kind of... We kind of share the load. It depends on who's home. I'm very good. I'm a very good editor of their stuff. So if they have to do a summary or they're working on a project, they you will usually come to me and be like, "All right, let's go through this." And it's very they're very scared because I'm just a really good editor. I am. I probably <laughs> just, it's probably just brutal. You're just not good. good yeah, I mean, red marks through all of their papers. really really tough. Like yeah. really 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 tough with them. And and I can't not be. I just can't not be. So and they recognize that and they understand that it's going to be a rough ride. We're going to go <laughs> through something together, but they do it anyway. And um, because you know, I really make them. I make them stand up for their material. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I do. I make them stand up for their material. I make them read it their shit out loud That's so they huge, can see, yeah. so they can understand when sentences don't work and and how lazy they've been when they've been <laughs> writing a sentence that's just like all different tenses. I'm like, yeah. you were not listening to the voice in your head when you wrote this down. What does this like sound like when you say Whiplash. it? I am. I'm like the guy from Whiplash when it comes to editing their stuff, but it really helps them. Again. Not my tempo. Again. Not my tempo. Yeah. Um, do they still ask you for help or, or do yeah. they're just like, no, they stay do. away from her? her no, no, no. They definitely take a deep breath and they're like, can you, they're like, can you read my summary and go through it with me? I'm like, all right. Let's do this. I'm like, meet me on the patio. And they're like, cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's good. They do come. They Listen, I'm not saying I'm good at editing my own shit. I'm not. No one is. And you shouldn't probably be. But like, I do understand, you know, it's the details. And, and I want to be, I don't like when people repeat themselves. So, uh, yes. So I help them with that. We kind of, we, we share the load. It sounds like I do all of it, but I don't, we're, <laughs> we're sharing the load, you know, like we just went to get a big supply of art supplies because they have all these summer projects they have to do. And I help them with that. I help shepherd them, help them a little bit with scheduling and stuff. Oh, organizational stuff is my strong suit. Are they like the, are the, does the older one help like their your younger no. kids? Like, what? Are they helping oh each my other? God. <laughs> no. Well, like have they had the same teachers and they're like, Oh yeah, this is what you do for this class. No, they betray they sabotage each other okay. because right. of they're like it's more like they love each other and they're very supportive of each other, except for when it comes to schoolwork. There's a lot of like <laughs> Uh, sixth grade is where the wheat is separates from the chaff. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Sixth grade is where the shit goes down. Like those are the kinds of conversations yeah. they have. And so then my sixth grader is like, I'm scared to go to school. Butcher says it's really hard. And I'm like, you're very, you're ready for this. I'm like you are ready for this. He's just trying to bother Your writing's you. horrible, but you're ready for this. You're ready. <laughs> yeah. They don't. You know, there's a blend. All right. Uh, this listener wants to know mm-hmm. who, what has been the hardest interview that you've had to do? Oh, the hardest interview. Hmm. Well, I would say early days at the Daily Show were the hardest because I was learning how to interview people and learning kind of juggling Interviews rarely, interview subjects rarely do what you want them to do. They take you on tangents. They go all over the place. They say things in one way that you thought they were going to say in another way, and they don't do that again. They won't repeat themselves. Like It's hard to extract from someone exactly like a great series of sound bites. That's a, kind of a skill set is getting someone to be willing and ready to say the things you want them to say. It's it's not, it's not, I don't think it's talked about enough how much of an agenda you come, you bring to an interview when you're interviewing someone. Like you have a story that you're trying to tell. You're the, you're weaving, you you are intending to weave a story together. Mm -hmm. And so you really, on a very technical level, want your participants to be taken along by your story. Do you know what I mean? Like you want mm-hmm. them to fit into your story because that's the easiest right. version of the process. 
And then they never do. <laughs> they never do what you and think they're going to do. And we keep trying. And we keep <laughs> trying. So kind of like navigating that and allowing people, it took me a really long time to learn how to allow people to, to tell their story, not yeah. in the way that I wanted it, and to be okay with that and to go on that journey and like try to bring them back and then they go off here and maybe that's more interesting. Like to be easy with it took a really long time. And then early days at The Daily Show – Learning that is very difficult. It's just a long process that it's just a muscle that you flex and you get good at it eventually, hopefully. And it's never really comfortable, but, um, you know, you, you, you learn better ways to kind of like, Hey, you learn how to adjust and you learn how to be in, live in the moment and you learn how to listen. Like learning how to listen is very, very hard. Truly listen. Mm -hmm. And you're also bringing the agenda of your own jokes, which is right. like a whole other level. It was very hard at The Daily Show in early days because often we were, you know, part of our mission was to talk to people who were awful. Right. Who just had like awful ideas. They were like homophobes or racist. Like they were like terrible. They weren't always that. But often you would have to spend the whole day with like a ridiculous homophobe. And you're trying to like keep them warmed up. Like you're trying to you have an agenda, like you have your story you're trying to tell and you have to just physically be with them for this long day. And how do you relate to them outside of the moment when the cameras are rolling, when you have to ride in a van together for two yeah. and a half hours to like a location, which like just that was the way that we had to do it. And those interviews were really, really hard. And Is there, there was a, a lot specific of person that like you remember as being like the most painful you've had to interview? I mean, they were all painful. I, I <laughs> One interview that, um, cause it's not like you're like, we're best friends. Like you're not like, Oh, right. look at us hanging out together. You weren't like, we're great. I love your ideas. Like I never pretended that I agreed with them, but we've sort of had to do stuff together. Like we were like, Oh, can you, can you take this? can you take this package over here and just put it in this box? And they're like, what? And you're like, it's for your camera. Can you just do that? Like you're <laughs> trying to get them to cooperate with right, you. It's right. very, it really, that was really hard. And then I interviewed someone. It was at the daily show who was so, and I'll never say his name. I'm never saying his name. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but he was like an economy guy, like an investor guy, like an expert investor it, uh, he was an, he's an expert that people would go to for like investment advice. And he would be on like CNBC, like talking about the economy. And he was just like one of those guys fucking, he was such an asshole. He was such a bad person, such a truly like with just a lot of those, like without any empathy, um, without any humanity at all. He was one of the meanest people I ever spoke with. He said all of this odious trash about, people. And then we put it on the air <laughs> and he got a lot of criticism for it. And he was like, I didn't mean that. Like he was like, you bitch, you took me out of context. And I was like, we have all of the context. You said all of these things because you think these things. Right. And you, and he tried to sue anyway, he tried <gasps> to sue me and he tried Jesus. to sue the show. And he was ultimately unsuccessful because he did say all those yeah. things and think all those thoughts. Right, I'm you like, literally have it all on tape. I don't like. I'm like, yeah. if you you are not standing up for your own beliefs by turning the focus on me, like stand behind your bad shit ideas. Mm -hmm. They're not defensible. So 
that's who you are. You're a piece of shit. Anyway, that one was hard. That one was hard. And I worried after because I was like, I'm just on this. I'm like this lady on TV. I just asked you to tell me your opinion on these things. And then you did. And then the world went, oh, your opinions are bad. Because mm-hmm. mm. they are. Like, yeah. fuck off. You anyway. didn't even have the benefit of a smartphone to pretend to be <laughs> looking at. So you didn't have to interact with these people. Yeah, it was not. That yeah. was That was not super healthy. And that lingered for a while because he was so vicious about it. Yeah. Anyways, good for him. Uh, okay, so this last one is a, a really heavy one. Uh, so apologies in advance. It's just okay. a big question. But okay. what has most pleased you and what has most displeased you about the Biden presidency so far? Oh, well, I'm really not. Um, I don't think that the withdrawal from Afghanistan went well. I don't. I think they did not listen to what people were saying. I think that I don't, I don't really know the details. I don't know any of the details. I think there was like an arrogance about it. And I don't think that they listened to the people who they should have listened to. Um, and it went fucking haywire. It really went haywire and like witnessing it has been brutal. Mm -hmm. And, um, I can't even imagine what life is like on the ground there. I just cannot even imagine, like, I cannot believe that we couldn't get out everybody who deserved to leave. Mm-hmm. Like there's what a hundred thousand people left behind who assisted the United States in some capacity or like translators or some huge number of people. I can't believe we didn't get those people out. I can't believe we waited to the end to get those people out because mm-hmm. the fucking system of like obtaining a visa here is so Byzantine and nobody understands the process and they couldn't just streamline it. They couldn't just hasten it. Like right. I know they're, I know they're dealing with a lot. Like I get that, but this was critical. This was critical. Like I can't, I can't believe how fucked up this is. So that is a grave, grave disappointment for sure. Uh, what has most pleased me is that they seem like adults. Like they're like adults, you know, like handling COVID, at least being open about it, put moving things forward. Like I think they've done, I think they've done some good stuff. What do you guys like? <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't even like think past Afghanistan because we're I just know, like in there right now. Yeah, but I a mean, lot obviously of obviously this reconciliation bill, if it happens, mm-hmm. will be profoundly impactful. Profoundly, um, yeah, it's great. It's incredible. Wow, what a downer. Sorry. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I know a lot of, I, they've done a, a lot of really good stuff, but it's hard, you know. Yeah, no, it's hard because even in thinking of the good stuff, like I I found myself thinking last night, like as I was trying to fall asleep, I was like, oh, there's just like the vastness of the problems. And, yeah. you know, we could have a good day, you know, we could pass something and that would be a good day. But then like, look at all the other shit that happened that day too. Like, it just seems like the problems multiply at such a fast pace now Mm -hmm. that even if we had someone completely competent and able, there's just not enough time. Like there's Mm -hmm. just too much bad stuff happening. I just feel like the 2016 election, I always say that's like, that was the most important election of our lifetimes. And we're just going to keep dealing with the collateral damage of, having that horrible thing happen. Mm -hmm. That was a horrible thing. That was a horrible thing. What's 
you know, this anyways, I don't know when this is airing, but what is happening in Texas? Like I just, I'm so sad today. So I'm sorry. It's hard to like talk about great accomplishments. And I know that there are many and I literally can't think of any of them right now. That's so crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. Juneteenth. That was cool. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Yep. There's more. There's big things. It's good. You know, it's all really. Okay. Well, Jeez, does anyone want to talk about any recipes before we go? I'm really, those really cheer me up. <laughs> Vinaigrettes. Okay. Well, in order to hear more many episodes like this, subscribe to Stitcher Premium now. This premium episode is brought to you by TBS and Earwolf and was produced by Adam Howard and Svia Baron-Reinstein. IT and technical production is provided by High Tech. It was edited by Julia Fott and hosted by me, Samantha B. Am I making too much noise? Shifting around and squirming in my seat. <laughs> it's your show. <laughs> Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. If you're asking me, this one is a no-brainer. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Last Day from Lemonade Media explores the moments that change us. Those times where you look back and say, whoa, one day I was myself and the next I wasn't. I'm Stephanie Whittles-Wax, and I have seen time and time again how sharing these stories can change lives. So do you have a moment in your life that changed you fundamentally and forever? What happened? How did you move through it? And how did you eventually start again? If you'd like to share your story, go to bit.ly slash lastdaystories, bit.ly slash lastdaystories. We can't wait to hear from you.